0: Hey, this is Mason recording this after uh, recording everything else, and me and Seth agreed to include this in the beginning just because we felt it was important. But obviously there's a lot of very like important stuff going on in the world right now, a lot of bad stuff, um, but you know, luckily for all of us there's also a lot of individuals who are out in force currently protesting and trying to create positive change in the world. If you, like me and Seth, want to support the Black Lives Matter movement in some way, but feel like you don't really have any personal way to do it, um, there are plenty of resources you can down- You can donate to, bail funds, or uh, just create awareness. For the situation and make sure that the the movement itself doesn't die. Um, you can find those resources at uh, BlackLivesMatter.CardCo.Co. B l a c k l i v e s m a t t e r s dot c a r r d dot c o. Um, and you know we just want to create hope for a better world, make sure to support black creators, make sure to support black artists, and you know, Black Lives Matter, justice for for Breonna Taylor, justice for George Floyd, um, you know, all cops are bastards. (laughs) Um, anyway, enjoy the episode.
1: Adaptations Anonymous. We, uh, look at... Uh, 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 I can't speak English, apparently. You'll to start over. Nah, we're good. We're doing this in one take. <laughs> Fuck one it. One take. One take. <laughs> one take. Welcome to Adaptations Anonymous. This is a podcast where we look at stuff that gets made into other stuff and, uh, talking about whether it's good or not. Hey, yeah. Mason. Yeah. Oh, by the way, my name is Seth. My pronouns are he, him.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Mason. They, them, he, him. I don't care. Um, This week, uh, on the bright side, as opposed to last week, uh, where we looked at a fantastic uh, TV show that was ruined by a movie, we looked at an awful book series that was made amazing by a a fantastic movie. We
1: get to look at my favorite book ever. That's not true anymore, but uh, we get to look at So we're talking about, uh, you can tell from the title, uh, Cirque de Freak, also known as The Vampire's Assistant, the movie, and... uh... Mason, this was like my favorite book series growing up. <laughs> this was, this is my Harry Potter. Uh, as a, as a kid who didn't like Harry Potter that much, this was my Harry Potter as a kid.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, so we're we're in a weird scenario where we're basically in the exact opposite positions from before. Where yeah. uh yeah, before I had seen the TV show, he hadn't. Uh, he had se- uh, he uh, he had seen the movie, and I hadn't.
1: And now he had read flipped, the, yeah, I yeah. loved the source material. And, I uh, never
0: read it. I didn't even know it existed. I loved The Vampire's love Assistant. the movie. I... <laughs> I thought it was so good when I was a kid.
1: I it still is it pretty fun. As a kid. I beg to differ, but we'll get into it.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 okay.
1: So, first of all, uh, for those of you that are blissfully unaware, uh, Cirque du Freak... The Saga of Darren Shan is a book series published by Darren Shan in the year, it's like two thousand to like two thousand five. I, don't I, to I say. think
0: I think the book it doesn't specify what year. Oh, published. Well, no, I mean, mean like
1: yeah, published. I think it was in the nineties, like nineteen ninety nine. No, the first book came out in like the year two
0: thousand. Uh, circ, freak. Continue anyway.
1: Uh yeah. So anyways, the book series follows this boy named uh, Darren Shan. As he uh, becomes a vampire, and uh, I don't want to say goes on wacky adventures because it's a very like sad and like dark and unhappy series, but uh, it's sort of like his grand adventure after becoming a vampire child. Yeah.
0: Um. By and, the way, uh, January two thousand.
1: Yeah. There we go.
0: I was closer. Get fucked.
1: I said 2000. (laughs) You said 2005. I'm pretty sure. I said they were published from like 2000 to 2005. Okay. Okay. I guess you're right. You are. There's 12 of these books. (laughs) And, uh, so for this episode of the podcast, we, uh, to accompany the movie, we read the first book of this series, which, which by the way,
0: I I'd like to point out, uh, you told me before we watched the, before I read the books. You told me um, that the movie was basically the first, the second book, and then the last book all in one. Which is kind of true, but what you didn't tell me was that it was also like the third and fourth books. Yeah, I like was wrong in the because
1: it's been a minute since I've read these books, but uh, I actually wrote it down. Uh, it is... <clears throat> hold on, it's at like the bottom of my notes. It is a collection of book one... Uh, the main like story arc point of book two uh some of book three and then like the major arcs of books 10 eleven and twelve <laughs> <laughs> oh, it... only like it leaves out all the cool shit
0: <laughs> and is really rushed. it's crazy because the entire first book is completely done with in like what was it 30 minutes thirty four yeah. minutes so
1: let's let's talk about the book for a bit first since there's not a lot of it in all honesty yeah this this first this first book is like the first 10 chapters of any like given like epic novel basically
0: yeah uh, so i'm kind of i'm a little upset we didn't read more of the books i honestly kind of at at the beginning of the of that first book it was very it was like this was clearly written for like middle schoolers it yeah a little something
1: you read at the scholastic book fair
0: (laughs) But as I got, like, into it, it was kind of fun to read. It it got better. Like, the writing got better as the book went on.
1: Yeah. And it was less,
0: like... Yeah, continue.
1: Uh, I was going to say, it it ramps up. It, like, it takes a minute to get the ball rolling. But then, like, I want to say, like, at the halfway point, you're, like, into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it really was, like, once once the actual circus part started... I, actually, I started enjoying it. The scene where, uh, like, Darren is talking to uh, Krepsley, or Horst whatever the fuck, Krepsley. Yeah, Um
1: Krepsley. The books, and, like, refer to him almost exclusively as Krepsley after this book.
0: Yeah. Um, and the whole scene where he's, like, asking to become a vampire, he doesn't care about his friends, yada yada, and then Krepsley's like, yeah, no, you got bad, bad blood, get the fuck out of here. I'll add that and everything beyond in the book was actually really fun. <laughs> Everything yeah. before that I thought was like really weird, and all it did was like make the main character out to be like the Mary Sue of the story. Yeah,
1: which he kind of is, but like for plot reasons, like he is genuinely like. He, one he's of the two Mary potential Sue of the chosen story the ones. same way
0: Harry Potter was the Mary Sue of the yeah, story. he's Yeah, he's like a
1: predestined chosen one. So this book can effectively be split into three segments I put in my notes. uh, Part one is like the first third of the book, which is uh, an opening montage of just Darren's boring-ass, milk-toast, dumb-shit life.
0: (laughs) The boring life of Darren Imshan.
1: One chapter... uh, Chapter seven is literally just like... Where was it? No, hold on. There was one chapter where it's literally just like introducing Darren's family... Who we're not gonna see again for like seven books,
0: (laughs) and then it's like my mom collects
1: stamps.
0: Yeah, and then he has like two friends. They kind of go in depth in that. Like I assume we will never fucking see again.
1: I do not remember if we ever see them again. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't, though, or like if maybe they're mentioned in passing at like the end of the series.
0: Yeah. So. So there's that.
1: The second third, which is, um, an introduction to the supernatural, which is where, like, we see the circus, we see Steve talking to Krepsley, and, uh, we see Steve steal the spider.
0: Yeah, and, uh, by the way, the circus series, where they're, like, at the circus and stuff, was really fun. I could see myself, like, as a, as, like, a, a middle schooler reading that and thinking it was the coolest
1: shit. Yeah, like, like... One thing that I want to talk about when we talk about the movie is just how, like, one of my big gripes is just how, like, I guess not cool the movie is by comparison. <laughs> like, we'll get into it and why how I absolutely hard it drives, hate everything about fails. this movie. Yeah, yeah uh, like, I have the scene where the fucking
0: lady gets her hand bitten off and the thing was kind of, like, ruined by the movie and shit.
1: That's yeah. something I have to talk about later because, <laughs> now believe you're it or not... Doing- that character is very important in like the back half of the series for like a very specific event dude i love they just i kind love of you drop her in here
0: i love you doing this shit i was doing last episode going like banging on your desk
1: all right so uh, <laughs> so after so the plot is basically i feel like we should give a plot rundown yeah, uh, yeah. the last third of the book is vampire bullshit anyways uh so darren's a boring loser weirdo with some boring loser weirdo friends. That's the first ten chapters of this book, by the mm-hmm. way. And no, I'm not over exaggerating. Yeah, it no, it's just them being kids for ten chapters of a book.
0: Yeah, no, it just like it. It goes on and on, and stresses about like how how good Darren is at like soccer. soccer. And like how much they like their his I think it's his history
1: his history teacher. Chapter four spends up like two paragraphs talking about how Darren likes Spawn, the, <laughs> like the Marvel superhero yeah. Spawn.
0: Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about I forgot about that. Holy shit! Yeah, there's a whole like series of events, like a whole like few chapters where it's talking about his like appreciation for spiders which is relevant later in the book yeah but how uh, it, it, it talks about how like he no longer has spiders because he had a tarantula once uh saw of uh, yeah. like a, a cartoon where a, yeah. a spider got sucked up into a vacuum and then like crawled out to do it he tried it and killed died. his <laughs> yeah he killed his fucking spider
1: to be fair i do like that intro though i feel like it's a good like not for this book but for the series on a whole a good tone setter for like this isn't going to be stuff where, like, the bad guys just, like, or where the good guys, like, get into wacky antics and then get out in the end. Like, good guys die in this book, like, a couple times.
0: Is this the Game of Thrones of the vampire universe? Uh,
1: yeah, sort of. <laughs> like, like, in the end, yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> I see, I see, I see. I definitely, so watching this, I definitely got, like, strong, like, Vampire the Masquerade vibes from it. Like, and I love that. I, like, I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm raved enough to you, Seth, about how, like, how much I love Vampire the Masquerade, and this yeah. just, like, fit right into it. I'm yeah. actually genuinely considering, I'm probably going to read the rest of the books.
1: They're well, like I said, I read these books, I did read these books, like, ten years ago, but, uh, I remembered being very, very fond of them. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, except for, like, the last book, which kind of just, like, goes a little off the rails for my liking but that's just because like a lot of the non-vampire stuff that gets set up is like paid off kind of quickly
0: yeah it rushes to an end yeah but that's well like, not
1: really stuff. so much as it's just like stuff that you kind of like put off in your mind because it was like not important in the moment and yeah. then you're like oh right oh right oh right i will point i will point out, will right. point out one thing <laughs> Um,
0: I remember before we started watching the movie, um, I delayed us watching the movie because I had just forgotten, like straight up forgotten anything that happened in the last few chapters of that book.
1: Which is wild because that's where like most of the, like,
0: I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not knocking the book. I I I actually really, yeah, I really liked the last few chapters of the book when I was reading them, but like, I just couldn't remember them.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, plot synopsis. God, we got sidetracked there, huh? Yeah, sorry. Darren's a boring shitlord for the first third of the book. Then he and his best friend Steve go to see a freak show. Uh, Steve, uh, one of the acts is like a guy with a weird spider that he does tricks with. Uh, Steve knows that that man's a vampire and tries to become a vampire. And Darren, yeah. Jaren sees him, he gets freaked out by it, but then he goes and steals the spider from the vampire.
0: (laughs) Which is, which is, by the way, the most, like, balls of steel move I've ever heard in my life. You find out someone's this, like, ethereal (laughs) monster creature. Yeah, I'm just gonna go steal his
1: fucking shit, dog. And these kids are in, like, the eighth grade. Yeah, these are, like, (laughs) 12-year-olds. And so, uh, anyways, uh, His best friend Steve accidentally gets bitten by the spider and he makes an agreement with the vampire saying like, hey, uh, you give my friend the antidote, I'll become a vampire. Then he tries to run away, but, uh, the urges of a vampire are too great and he ends up becoming the vampire's assistant.
0: Yeah. And that's not the name of the first
1: book. The name of the first book is a living nightmare. The second book is called the vampire's assistant,
0: (laughs) which by the way, confusing. Thank you. Yeah. Which Um, is also the name of the movie. Yeah, um, there is uh, when he when he almost gives in to his urges, quote unquote. There is a very weird scene both in the movie and in the book,
1: and in where the
0: man- oh. uh, I assume it's in the manga, but I didn't. Oh get yeah, to read by the, the way,
1: we, yeah, if we didn't get to bring this up. There is a manga of this book. series. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is like a j- dead ass, just like a Japanese manga for Cirque <laughs> de Freak, the two thousands book series.
0: I, uh, I'm, I, I'm gonna read it
1: i want you to I do gotta. you still have the link that i sent you because i want you to just yeah. like sk- not necessarily skin but just like look, look at it. the art style because like I, li- I like a lot of the like the character designs especially for the freaks like mr tall just looks like cool as hell but uh now it's this weird scene where uh so darren uh there's a scene it's like darren's what convinces darren to like stop hanging out with, like, or, like, to finally give in and, like, join the, uh, the vampire mentor. And it's, a uh, he's in the bathroom, and then his sister walks in, and, like, after he's been exhibiting all these, like, vampire system, like, symptoms, and she's like, something's different about you, and I don't know what. And he's, like, very, ten- he, like, sees her, like, wrapped up in a towel, and he sees her, like, bare neck, and he's, like, Almost bites into it. Yeah, he,
0: like, hypnotizes her, and... Yeah, and it's a very uh, uncomfortable scene uh, in
1: every medium through which you can experience this story.
0: Yeah, also, the manga, the manga, manga, I don't know how to fucking pronounce it. I'm not a weeb. The the Um, Chinese comic. The the Chinese comic. It definitely does have a cool art style. I like that. I I don't like how Krepsley looks. That is not my favorite look.
1: I it, it it gets better when he's not wearing like the circus scarf. Like when he's wearing suits and stuff, he looks way cooler.
0: I see. I just don't like his
1: hair. It's also part of the reason why I don't like um, John C. Riley in the movie is because like the manga established a very cool Mister. Cripsley for me.
0: Fuck you! The curly red hair was the best part of that movie. No, I will that us. I will die on this hill. <laughs> I will fuck die on it.
1: <laughs>
0: I will die. It's so good. John C. Riley is a fucking hero. He is the reason why I remember this movie so fondly.
1: His shoulders must have been, like, permanently damaged after the filming of this movie, though, with how fucking hard he had to carry it.
0: (laughs) Ah, man. Dude. Oh, God, I loved it. I loved
1: it so much. I really do, and I
0: still do. I still like that movie.
1: I still despise it. (laughs) I know you do. Anyway, so, like, overall, on, like, the book... (laughs) Yeah, sorry. It's uh, no, no, you're good. I just, I'm trying to avoid what happened last time where we just spent like way too long, like bullet pointing through Avatar. Yeah,
0: yeah, but Avatar's a lot, and this yeah. is we're we're gonna have to this put some is filler not a into lot. this. Anyway,
1: um, uh, the third I'm half. Sorry, of the you book? were saying.
0: No, no, no. Third half of the book or whatever. Third half. Yeah, the third half of the book. Uh, sorry, amazing
1: maths here. <laughs> Uh, is just, uh, Darren, uh, saying his goodbyes to people, and then faking his death, and then running away with, uh, Mr. Crepsley, and, like, the last scene of the book, or, well, not the last scene, but, like, the last big moment of the book is when, uh, Steve shows up in the graveyard where Darren got dug up.
0: Oh, yeah, and, and uh, is about to kill him with, like, a stake.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, says, uh, The, like, metal-ass line of, like, uh, I thought I could kill you, but I'm not brave enough yet. I'll be (laughs) back, though.
0: Yeah. By the way, I should point out, like, you know, vampire steak, not, like, munch-munch steak. Yeah.
1: And so he, like, well, obviously. Anyways.
0: uh, (laughs) Gotta clarify. um,
1: Yeah. So he almost kills Darren, but then decides not to do it yet. And he, like, carves a cross into his hand.
0: Yeah, which is some baller shit, some for shit for <laughs> a 12-year-old to do. 12-year-old. Oh man.
1: It's just like it's it's hard as fuck anyways and then uh Darren and Crepsley walk off into the night. And uh I guess some interesting things are like how uh, this movie really like sets up how like Steve and Darren are like Steve and Darren are like best friends in this book, and uh, they play off each other really well yeah. as like kids who are very similar and like almost the same person, and the only like real difference between them is their backgrounds.
0: Yeah, where like, like Darren Darren's like not Darren, not from a broken home in the books, but more like a uh,
1: well Steve comes from like a very broken home. Oh yeah, no Dad's sorry not Steve, there. Steve I'm this is what I meant is, like, doesn't get along with mom. Uh, There's a specific line, I'm pretty sure I wrote it down, where he says, like, uh, hold on. It's in, like, chapter seven. Da-da-da-da-da. Girls can talk about their relationships with their parents, but if you're a boy, you have to talk about computers, soccer, war, and so on. Parents just aren't cool.
0: Yeah. And, uh... Which, by the way, um, fucking... You got uh, fucking toxic masculinity at its yeah, height, that, dog. That's, yeah. God, I uh, love your homies, dude. Love your homies.
1: That's why Steve's blood is evil. He's not in touch uh, with his feminine side.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I. Yeah, no, I, I, I hesitate. I and this is probably because I just read the first book, and they probably, like, elaborate on it later. But they, there's no real like hard evidence, I guess, that he's. From like I like I would hesitate to call her broken home. I meant Steve originally, not Darren. Uh yeah. where like father isn't there, mom and him don't have a great relationship, as opposed to Darren, who's from a very like caring, happy family.
1: Darren comes from such a like stop like nuclear family milk toast yeah. home that it feels like the first hat like the first act of a dystopian novel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, like it feels we're like waiting act for the bombs the to fall. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, they're very much like the same person, with like just like a different background,
0: which yeah. plays into
1: like the dynamic later on, where it's just like they're very much products of the circumstances that put them where they are.
0: Yeah, I will. I will say though, this book is. Takes a very hard line on the nature versus nurture dynamic, where it's Elaborate. like, as far as I can tell, it it was especially the case of the movie. I definitely could tell with the movie. Um, but it also seems like in the book they are very very like insistent on the whole like yeah no it is in someone's nature. There is nothing you can do about it. There is no amount of nurture. There's no amount of care you can put into a person to make them better to like and improve on that person. Uh because like in the movie especially um but also to an extent in the book there are numerous instances where uh Steve is given the blatant opportunity to make the correct moral choice and then doesn't. Yeah. And like it is it is we find out he has bad blood. Oh, he's apparently evil, and he just fucking feeds into it for the rest of the time. There's nothing nothing he can do about it, doesn't even try to fight it, he just is.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, for him, this is very much, like, his last-ditch effort to, like, get out of a life that kind of sucks for him, and then he gets told that he just can't.
0: I get that. Like, that's pretty depressing. No, I get that. But also, like... The, I, I don't know how to explain this other than like it, it's I don't know I don't know how to put it I'll probably figure it out later and I'll explain it again but yeah anyway continue
1: ah oh, yes so um there's not a lot to say about this book I'm very sorry there's just not a lot going on in this book yeah no the freak show we're... sequence is pretty cool uh, <laughs> yeah. the tone of it that's what i wanted to talk about the tone of the freak show is very cool cuz like because it's described through the point, through the lens of a kid who thinks that stuff that's traditionally weird is cool uh it, we get to see the the freak show in a way where they're just like almost presented like like act like cartoon superheroes almost like
0: yeah like they're like ama- this is amazing like astonishing yeah. like feats of superhuman ability rather yeah. than like it feels oh, more these are like gross.
1: Yeah, it feels more like going to the Olympics than like watching like a monster mash.
0: Yeah, the monster mash.
1: Who did the mash? Freedom Anyways, monster <laughs> mash. <laughs> uh,
0: um, it, it's it it it's just it is cool. Like uh, they they there's the Wolfman scene where they like bite off the fucking lady's arm, which apparently comes up later.
1: You said something about that? No, no. The character in the movie comes up later. This woman is completely expendable. I'll talk about the rubber person. I'll talk about the regrow limbs person later.
0: Yes. Which, by the way, I thought was a neat change, but I didn't fully enjoy it. I actually liked the whole, like, it was just a random person thing rather than being a part of the show. Um,
1: Wait till you find out. I hope you remembered that character and their name. Because guess what? In, like, seven books or, well what'll probably be like 20 minutes into the second movie that'll never come out that mm-hmm. character's very important again <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i hope she gets uh eaten all and then does like the deadpool regeneration thing but that's probably not what happens i assume she dies um there they apparently they ruined your boy Ezra or Evra, I keep saying Ezra, because he's like a, he's like a band punk dude in, in the movie, and I keep thinking Ezra Miller. (laughs) (laughs) He's Ezra, he's Snake Boy Ezra Miller.
1: Yeah, so, like, a lot of the, the, the circus, the circus acts are all, like, very cool, and, like, fun. Like, it feels like a circus, and not, like, a freak show, and, like, a lot of the people in this town are nice. Like maybe it's because we're living in like 2020 and the planet is falling apart constantly <laughs> and like rapidly ex- like deteriorating <laughs> at worse rates every day. An- every day, a new, a new headline brings me closer to drinking. And, uh, th- this fictional 2000 world isn't like that. 9-11 hadn't happened yet when this book came out. <laughs> oh, that's why.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this comes from a whole different like American um, A different American culture. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this book exists in pre nine eleven America. Jesus, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh no. Lord. Anyways.
0: Yeah, um in it there's definitely like Yeah, and they they kinda that's a big thing in the book versus the movie. Is the book The world's They just never like they never happy. Yeah, they never portray, like, the freaks as, like, a bad thing. Not even, like, the quote-unquote normal people. They don't, like, propose the like, that these people are, like, bad. Yeah. They just suggest, like, hey, freak yeah. shows are bad and should be illegal because it yeah. is abusing these people yeah. who have physical deformity.
1: Yeah. It's very strange because, like, in the movie, or, well, in the book, they talk about it like it's just, like, it's bad because it was, like, normal people exploiting people that were, like less fortunate but like that's not to say the freaks are bad just that like the people the profiteering system is bad. The, yeah whereas in, well, in the movie the, oh everyone's God. like uh the other the, the wrong other. the unlike Freak, the self uh, freaks <laughs> there's a, there's a scene where, where the teacher
0: where the teacher is like breaking up which by the way doesn't happen in the books but the teacher in the movie like breaks up the uh the circus with like some police officers and whatever and they're like the the, some of the freak show people are like trying to make a point about how like uh they're not you know this is all they got like the people in the town aren't gonna give them jobs and live amongst them and the guy proves his point by like ripping open his shirt and showing like one of his like physical deformity and the teacher ah, it cuts the teacher's face yeah cuts the teacher's face and he just goes freak (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it's so like off from the book
0: yeah it, it, oh, god the uh, i don't know i don't know i and now you've got me stuck on the whole like 9-11 thing
1: where like yeah maybe, i that, maybe that it's was a because... very big realization yeah <laughs> Is that this movie exists because... in a pre-9-11 world? Yeah, and the movie was made after.
0: Maybe 9-11 is what ruined the vampire's existence
1: Maybe 9-11 is what ruined the vampire's maybe assistant. What... <laughs> the war on terror ruined my vampire fantasy. <laughs> That's going to be the title of my autobiography. What about you? <laughs> oh, fuck me. Okay. 9-11 ruined my vampire novel. (laughs) Anyways, let's move off the 9-11 conspiracies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck me.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Okay.
1: Another thing that's really...
0: Oh, continue? Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: another thing that's important to note about the books is that uh, Darren and Steve are, like, really good friends. Like, the movie doesn't really get it across. In fact, it kind of, like, works directly in opposition to the book. Yeah, um, th-
0: so, like, Darren's family and Steve's family are, like, I wouldn't call them, like, they're friendly. Um, Darren, uh, Steve is, like, a close member Like, a close, like, friend of the, the, like, Sean family. Yeah. uh, In the books. In the movie, Steve is like, you know... The the delinquent kid that your mom doesn't want you to hang out with. Exactly. Which is not my favorite change. I kinda hate it. Yeah. But I guess it makes more sense.
1: Yeah. It doesn't really, but anyways... In this book, uh, Darren and Steve are, like, very good friends, which plays into how, like, I guess tragic it is in the end when, like, Darren has to make the decision of living Steve's dreams out to save Steve's life. And then, like, Steve vows to hunt down and kill Darren for taking away his chance to, like, live a happy life. And it's all very it's a very like morbid end to this book that like really does make good on that first promise of like it's not al- it's not always gonna be happy.
0: Yeah, it's not gonna be sunshine and rainbows. It's Which by be the way, best friends dude... vowing
1: to kill each other at the end of the first book. Yeah, that intro
0: to the book, I don't think we talked about that yet. The intro to the book where it's like Darren is talking about like and again, this is another thing where I was like, I could definitely see myself as a middle schooler digging this shit so hard. It was the, where Darren's like, yeah, so all of the stuff in this, uh, this book is all true. Um, none of the places are real. None of the names are real. Uh, none of the dates are real. Um, it's all been changed because, to, because this is all stuff that actually happened and I don't want to like endanger anyone.
1: <laughs> I
0: love that.
1: <laughs> what? Uh, I just realized a very big spo- We'll talk about big end of plot story spoilers later. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can talk about the When you said everything's we'll been that. changed, it like awakened a book twelve plot point in my in the back of my fucking synapses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe you should write it down. I want you to remember this because I yeah, do want you well, to tell I'm, me.
1: I am gonna make a note. Uh, notes notes
0: um yeah I, I i just again i could see myself fucking loving this book series when i was a middle schooler i wish i had known about them because like i that was the time when i was reading like harry potter i was re- i first read the city of amber series um uh what else fucking uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what other like book series i read around that point i never read the hunger games i think i was reading divergent um other stuff
1: yeah, okay, okay oh I that's
0: then. yeah in middle school is when I started reading the, uh, the the Song of Ice and Fire series which is a bad Jesus. decision on my part yeah. I know
1: That's like when I started reading the Bible in the eighth grade <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, this was when I say this was my Harry Potter I meant that both like metaphorically and literally because uh I never finished reading the Harry Potter books I got like halfway through the fifth book and then i lost my page and realized i didn't care enough to like find my page again because i just yeah. wasn't enjoying the books that much and then i started reading these books and i got like really into them
0: <laughs> yeah i i i could see that i could see like depending on who you are not liking the harry potter stories but fucking loving this shit yeah
1: it's a it's it was it's basically like i'm trying to think of an example i almost want to say it's like twilight for boys <laughs> Twilight for boys for boys said with heavy air quotes because gendered media is bullshit
0: (laughs) oh the movie is for boys quote this movie
1: is for boys no I, I I take it back this movie is for boys uh no heavy air quotes god I hate this movie anyways this movie is made for like Dan Schneider's friend group oh god Oh, we'll talk no. about that. By the way, this is our second episode in a row where Dan Schneider has come up.
0: <laughs> it, it, it is the it, Two out of two, dude. We're two out of yeah. two, Dan two Schneider. Two
1: two, Dan Schneider's. <laughs> oh, God. Some of the things in this
0: movie were so creepy and just yeah. weird, and I didn't like them, and they made me feel gross.
1: So do we just want to get in? I feel like we've talked about as much as we can about the book without, like, scrapping f- Like, pulling its scraps. I feel like we should start talking about the movie now.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, So, the movie. uh, I I hate it. (laughs) I kind of liked it still. It was fun. Um, I acknowledge it was a poor movie, but it
1: was fun. I'll admit, there's more, like, five-second bits that I enjoyed watching it now. I still hate this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like how like I can. It's like how like I can appreciate like the Indian casting of like, and like the changes to like Zuko's character in the last movie. In Herodander the Avatar, movie. yeah. But God, I hate this so much.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> ca- casting wise, I thought Mr. Tall was cool. I don't think he showed up enough. Um, I thought John C. Riley as Krebsley was a good choice. I loved him. I loved the curly red hair. I thought it was dope. Good.
1: I, don't, but that's just because like. You had uh, pre-
0: preconceived notions about who,
1: well, that too, but also just like, John C. Riley, uh, as great of an actor as he is, doesn't like visually strike me as like, guy who used to be a badass in his like twenties and thirties, you know. Ah, because like as you start getting into, the like vampire lore that comes up in all the books that the movie skips, uh. Larton Krebsley's like a pretty cool dude. Like he's like uh like a known name among like a lot of vampires, just because he's like got like a little bit of like a mythos to him. And John C. Riley just like I don't think has that cool factor.
0: I do. I do have a question. If you if you had to describe your like ideal look, like if you could tell me exactly what you imagine uh Krebsley looks like from like if you had to describe him what your ideal version of him would be
1: go ahead all right so hmm. i'm trying to like think of like a fictional character to like stack him up to for like a just, base just model
0: give just, like what hairstyle what do you imagine like his hairstyle would look like i a I, white dude pale
1: i, I think uh, like scar
0: across the face
1: i think probably like just like the the generic like slicked back but, like, short enough that it doesn't, like, poof up, like, uh. Who's Bradley the guy Cooper? that played Count Dooku? It played who? Like, Count Dooku.
0: Oh, uh, I don't God know, but I know who you're hair. talking about. Yeah.
1: Like, so that his hair doesn't, like, stick up, like, when he played Dracula, but, like. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like. Like, slick back hair that's, like, down. Like, it's not, like, poofed up. And it's bright orange, because. He's a ginger, yeah, and uh, just like really lean, like scrawny, almost like a fucking like I imagine like a one piece character when I think of Larton Krepsley.
0: I will say, in the book, it does describe Larton Krepsley as a ginger with curly red hair, yeah, very pale skin, scar across the face. Just saying. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but also like Hermione Granger C- was supposed to have like frizzy hair or whatever. But like, creative liberties get taken.
0: Yeah, but uh, uh, John C. Riley's inter- uh, version of Krebsley was correct. Fight me. I will die on this hill. Good I Krebsley.
1: Know. I th- I think it might just be because of like John C. Riley's typical like typecasting as like yeah. A kind of goofy best friend character. I
0: will. I will. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, But when he was like, uh, how he's usually typecast, did kind of like bleed. It throws you off. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it. Then again, this was the
0: this was the first movie I remember seeing John C. Riley in. Yeah. Which is strange.
1: Yeah, he's one of those character, those actors where like. You don't recognize him until you're like, oh shit, it's the ginger from The Vampire's Assistant. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even know John C. Riley's name before we were talking about watching this yeah. movie. I watched
1: uh, it I watched this movie and I was like, oh fuck, it's that guy from The Lobster. <laughs> it's that guy with the lisp from The Lobster. Oh god. What's it's the s-
0: it's the second dude that isn't Will Ferrell from Step Brothers. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> was he in the uh, the Three Stooges remake? I think so. I think he was. Anyways, uh,
0: yeah. Continue movie. The
1: movie. So first off, uh, when we the movie opens on Darren's funeral when he fakes his death, with the whole like, ah, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here while he plays phone games with the sound on in the coffin at his funeral. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine for just a moment that one dude who like is standing here's in it. just the right place and hears And
1: hears the fucking angry bird you're like, meh. Oh yeah. <laughs> who the Who the fuck is playing phone games at a funeral? And like that's just like probably the best way to establish why this why I hate this movie. It's so <laughs> like not You can barely even it. So of the
0: 2000s. It's so it's 2000s. A
1: 2009 movie that got, like, written in 2006.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's... there. there there's a I scene where like Darren a... starts dressing different later in the movie and starts wearing a leather red jacket. Oh. And it's,
1: like, not established. Yeah. But it's just, like, I... made into a core part of his look for, yeah. like, no reason. Because now he's
0: an edgy vampire boy.
1: I felt like at any point in this movie... Like, that song Shake It was going to start playing during, like, yeah. a, like a, a montage.
0: There were a few moments where, like, 2000s two music, montage. very dated music starts playing.
1: There were two of those, like, 2000s movie tropes where it's, like, like shitty pop punk song. That yeah, you like, hear three Paramore a starts radio, playing in the
0: background and fucking... Plays while
1: they, like, montage through the day's activities. <laughs> that happens, like, twice in this movie.
0: Oh, uh, it's so good.
1: Which is two uh, more times than it should ever happen in a movie.
0: Yeah, the characters are aged up. Um they're now like 16. Yeah, 15, they're like 16. high
1: schoolers definitely.
0: Yeah, 15, 16, maybe 17. Um and uh what's the and like, you know, high schoolers rather than middle schoolers. Um
1: Josh Hutcherson plays Steve, which is probably the last act like actor uh. I would have ever chosen because <laughs> I don't know if I would have picked Peter Mallark to be the villain yeah, of I my th- vampire novels. I don't think I don't
0: think I would have picked the main character from Bridge to Terabithia to play the the, the fucking kid from a broken home.
1: Yeah. I going you know? to see I'm gonna look at Josh Husterson's IMDb real quick. I wanna <laughs> I wanna see like his filmography. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> um, he's directed three movies. What? Which movies? Uh, let's find out.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I want them to be critical successes or critical flops.
1: Uh, they're just like uh, two music videos and then like a short film. Damn. One's for a Foster the People music video. Wild. Oh. Oh, he's in the Netflix Ultraman dub. What? Yeah. The Hunger Jesus. Games books. He's in Epic. Yeah. You remember that Disney movie, Epic? Yeah. Was that Disney or was it just Pixar? It was one of those. I don't know. That's that's how boring and like not ever going to exist in my life again that movie is. He was in <laughs> Journey 2 with Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I don't even
0: remember. I don't know what He was in Adventure
1: is. at the Center of the Earth. Wait. Oh, Adventure to the Center. Yeah. Journey nope, to even, the Center of the Earth. Journey of the Center of the Earth. And then the video game version Adventure at the Center of the Earth. Holy cow, we have to talk about the Journey to the Center of the Earth video game now. <laughs> oh, God. There it is. I... Spectre Freak, the vampire's assistant. Fuck me. Fire anyway. Okay. He's in Zathura. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Zathura. Okay, dude. we gotta get
0: we gotta get back on point.
1: Alright, back on the movie point
0: anyway. Um Yeah, so we, we we've already talked a little bit about the movie, but like you know, we're gonna go like start from the beginning and try to like talk through what happened to the movie. Yeah. So um you know Darren's Steve, a prep. Yeah, Darren is a prep now. The two Darren's friends f- were just kinda like
1: one line as out. I don't like nerd weirdos, and then we never see those guys. Presumably yeah. those guys. Ever I again. hang out with
0: the, yeah I hang out with those dudes, but I wouldn't call them my friends. Yeah, because I'm not friends with weirdos.
1: Steve goes from being like a kid who's like coded to have like ADHD, and like it's explained that he like has a hard time focusing and doesn't get along with people to just like a fucking delinquent.
0: Yeah, to like I like you know
1: his the, first the line kid... is Hey, let's cut class today.
0: Yeah, it's. They very like hardline. Steve is a, the bad kid, quote unquote. Yeah, and I don't like it. I don't like that bit. Yeah. Um, the the teacher is no longer like the favorite teacher of the students and whatever.
1: He's just like a weird asshole.
0: Yeah, he's just a dick. Um, he's oh. like the bad teacher.
1: To cut back to the opening narration because I forgot. Uh, the the last like little sentence of the opening narration is a. Uh, I guess I'm just lucky where the whole point of this like series is that being a vampire sucks shit and it's <laughs> never fun and you should and it's like never fun and you always hate it
0: yeah uh, the the tone the tone the themes are very different in very, the movie yeah yeah this, um, feel-
1: this movie feels like if the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie had like of one vampire put in as like a wacky <laughs> uncle, yeah. uh, this feels like Greg Heffley took the place of like every Darren character. Shen. Oh, <laughs> every character. Darren, I character. did.
0: I did not like the casting for Darren Shan. I did not. I thought it yeah. was weird. I didn't like it. Um, the kid. The the dude. I don't want to say the dude. I'm just going to be blunt here. Uh and it might come off as me sounding like an asshole. The dude who played Darren Shan has no charisma. None whatsoever. Yeah. He's just a bad actor as far as I, I'm aware. Maybe he's he, done better stuff recently, but I he just wasn't good. Yeah.
1: He fits the very milk toast vibe of chapters 1 through 10 Darren, but he never stops. Yeah. Like Like, like I I could never, I could
0: never imagine, I could never imagine the the actor that was playing Darren Chen. I could never imagine his portrayal of Darren Chen stealing a spider from a fucking vampire. I couldn't,
1: couldn't, wouldn't. So so weird.
0: Um, the freaks
1: aren't cool.
0: Ah, some of them are cool. I didn't like the Wolfmen. I like the one where he
1: scratches his balls, and it's so funny because ah ha ha the furry ah, ha, ha, ha. scratches his balls. Laugh at the joke <laughs> that we explain. <laughs> they literally explain the joke. They explain, they explain the, the visual gag after it happens.
0: Um, Mr. Tall is cool.
1: I don't. I didn't like this Mr. Tall, but that's just because like I how in the manga how... Mr. Tall is like one of the best designed characters. And in this, he just like doesn't look as cool, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I thought he was fine. He's I, again, fine. Again, I haven't read the ma- the manga. Um, the manga has like
1: really good character designs. Like, holy shit! I
0: definitely, I'm I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. Yeah, um, I I
1: definitely recommend like glossing it over.
0: Yeah, Evra, your boy, your poor boy, Evra. They,
1: okay, so in the books, Evra is this. So they completely recharacterize this character which uh, doesn't make things make sense, but it's okay because they skipped the parts where it would make it not make sense and just gut that book. Uh, In the books, Evers like a nice boy, like just a nice little sweet, timid boy. And he's (laughs) got a heart of pure gold and I would kill someone for (laughs) slighting him. And uh, in the movie, he looks like Onision and he sure as hell acts like it too. (laughs) Oh no! He does. Oh, he looks like Onision. Yeah, but he doesn't act like him, does he? I mean, child predator bits aside, he's kind, He's like an asshole. He just wants to make his music, man. He doesn't man. want to be part of your system. There's a line. I where definitely he's just, didn't like
0: that bit. That bit of the circus performance yeah. where he like pulls out a guitar and stuff. I just knew it was gonna like. Oh God
1: yeah Uh, a lot of the freak show bits are just like it's weird to say they're just like normal people with one thing wrong with them but i feel like that's the best way to put it is like when you You imagine
0: you can you can tell the the actors are i i don't know how to put this other than like you can tell the actors are normal people they aren't Acting as if they are someone who's been, like, living in a freak show with these deformities, using them to, like, make a living.
1: And shit. With the exception of Alexander Rips, I'll admit, he did a good job.
0: Yes. Uh, the the dude who, like, the, the one who's like, oh, you gonna uh, let us come live with you and give us jobs? And then opens his shirt. I,
1: di- I didn't freak! like the way he looked, though. I felt like having his organs exposed was not a nice touch.
0: I thought it was cool.
1: Like, I understand, like, I liked the body shape, I didn't like the guts being out. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. That's, ju- that's just me, not liking, like, certain body horror stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's very much just, like, the freaks are toned down, you can tell, for, like, movie audience-wide appeal.
0: Yeah, PG-13 rating. Yeah. Not even PG-13, pg
1: yeah well i these these books are for like middle schoolers so like it's it's something where it's like it was left to your imagination in the books so you probably just like imagine it cooler than the movie makes it appear yeah uh the opening sequence the opening credits for this movie are long as fuck dude (laughs) it's like Uh, they really were holy shit i forgot about that music video
0: dude yeah it just rolls and rolls and rolls there's some cool there's some like fun to watch i wouldn't call them fun to watch there's some like interesting like background art and shit going on but it's nothing that like keeps you watching yeah it's somewhere between like
1: we it's spent half be- of it just like talking about the fact that Willem Defoe was in it not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of like how boring that sequence is.
0: It's some yeah, it's somewhere between like not the post-credit scene but the actual credits of a Marvel movie and like Kung Fu Panda's closing credits. Yeah. It's like somewhere o- towards it the worked Marvel better of as that. the
1: actual credits.
0: Yeah. Um, um,
1: did that movie have a post-credit scene that we missed?
0: Did it? Hold on. I think I still have... Yeah, I like still the... have it open. Here, yeah. double, double
1: check. Let's find out. We can edit out the bit where we watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Actually, I'm not sure if I want to know if there's a stinger.
0: <laughs> um. Vampires... Oh, there it is. Play. There is no stinger.
1: Okay. So anyways, uh so the introduction uh I feel like we need to talk about Mr. Tiny. Yeah. Um so rather than it being like a poster
0: that uh um one of the friends got from like his older brother or whatever. I, was it wasn't was it wasn't Steve. It was one of yeah, the one friends. of
1: the friends like stole it from his older brother. Yeah, who got one of the- it from a strange man. Yeah. Um, whereas in the movie, in... Mister Tiny just like throws it at them from his yeah, weird Mid- Oldsmobile, blasting like Gregorian chanting with a <laughs> with a license plate that says Des destiny. Tiny on it. Yeah,
0: like Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Which by which
1: is his name. His name is Desmond Tiny. <laughs> Jesus books. Yeah. Who's the author of this bullshit, Darren Shan? Is that the actual? That's not a pseudonym. That's the author's name, and the character is named after him for plot. Fucking self insert, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> Boy wants to be a like I, I was. Th- I was
1: thinking about, it and I was like, "There's got to be a way that I can justify it not being a self insert." But like the longer I thought about, it, the more I was like, "No, nah, this is just kind of like a self insert." Mary character.
0: Sue. Um.
1: Yeah. Fucking.
0: Which by the way, like they, the, the, the amount of like push together they've done with all the books is crazy. Cause there is, there are so many plot points in the movie that are completely different from the first book, uh, that I just, I had to have explained to me middle of the movie by Seth.
1: Yeah. So first of all, Mr. Tiny or De- Desmond tiny destiny, Mr. Tiny, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tiny shows up like in, I want to say the second book. Just to, like, kind of introduce him and let you know he's there. And he's basically just, like, a very powerful man that, like, everyone's kind of afraid of. Because, like, he's got, like, cosmic influence that, like, isn't really explained. He winds up being, like, the main... Not the main antagonist that goes to a different character. But, like, the puppeteer behind everything.
0: Um. How do I... I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna... How to say this. Continue.
1: Uh, in this movie, he is the active agent who actively goes about making sure every single conflict happens the exact way it does, and giving the bad guys the resources they need. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, they don't really establish, uh, the fact that Mr. Tiny is, like, a fucking wizard. Yeah. Until, like, the end of the movie.
1: Yeah up like until that point he's just a weird
0: dude I thought he was I, a vampire I yeah thought he was I like spent a of the chunk Vampanis of the movie being
1: like is he just gonna be a vampanese in this I, that would really suck ass and it still sucked ass but not because of that because that's not what happened <laughs> but uh no in the uh sp- do we want to get into sp- like big spoilers now just so we don't like double back too much later spoilers ahead yes okay so spoilers for literally a 20 year old book series uh in like a 11 so, year old movie yes. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Tiny wants to bring about Armageddon through yeah. the prophecy that either Darren Shan or either the chosen one of the vampires or the Vampanese uh, will bring about the end of the world. And so we learn in like the la- like the last second to last and like last books that secretly, Darren and Steve are tiny's children who he created what? so that one of them can bring about the end of the world because apparently he's not allowed to do it like the greater cosmic influence of everything like won't let him actively end the world so, so
0: uh, hold on he's they're they're, they're
1: his kids yeah like like elaborate secret secret children they're like did he like cuck their dads no I think it's more like switched at birth I don't remember exactly the scenario that's depressing to think about those
0: poor kids yeah not Darren and not Darren and Steve but those other poor kids fuck
1: yeah uh so anyways uh and, like, the whole, like, most of the last book is dedicated to, like, Darren's scheming on how to, like, basically uh, die for real, come back as a tiny person, uh, make it so that Mr. Tiny, uh, make it so that, like, a, the timeline diverges into a different one where he, like, scares off his younger self from ever seeing the circus and then, like, a different kid goes through the role that Darren Shan did, but he's not guilty of anything. And uh, so that kid gets to go to heaven when he dies and then Darren dies and goes to heaven. It's weird. The last book is weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it sounds it. That's, yeah. But uh, for most of the books, for most, like the whole point of Mr. Tiny is he wants to influence events, but he can't. So he kind of just like,
0: intimidates
1: people people and stuff yeah and just kind of like points people in the directions of like his best interest which is like veiled from the user or from the reader for most of the books in the movie he just like kind of like is the reason most of the plot happens just like directly he straight up gives darren a fucking uber ride home at one point
0: (laughs) yeah no i yeah i remember that where the fucking by the way was a fun scene um when they're, like, driving up to his house, fucking open the trunk, the the bike flies out. I thought that was dope to watch.
1: Yeah, that was a pretty cute little five-second segment.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh. I, yeah, no, this movie, it's just hard to, like, talk about this fucking movie. It's weird. It's just strange. It's way different from the book. I enjoy it, but it's, like, it's so mind-numbingly Land throughout yeah. most of it. It's just like it's hard to, like, differentiate shit from each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so the, the, the scene, we, we gotta get back to, and try to, like, focus on this shit. The scene, yeah. after he they go to the freak show, and it gets broken up by the teacher rather than them just, like, going home. Um, during the, like, all the stuff that's going on, um, Darren Goes to steal the spider first, and as he's doing it, uh, he sees Steve go address Krepsley as Verhorst and whatever, try to become yeah. a vampire. Oh, you're evil also, blood. Willem but... Defoe's there. Yeah, Willem Defoe's there. Um, a Which, by the way, that conversation that is.
1: Uh, that's because he is like the inciting incident of like book three or four. All right. Yeah, that's Are like the understand? conversation that's supposed to get like the vampire council plotline started.
0: Yeah, they like. I think in the book they mentioned the vampire council at one point once, and then in the movie it's just like everywhere, and yeah. we never hear about them, meet them, or
1: and you never will because this movie bombed over a decade ago.
0: Yep, there will never be a sequel, which I am sad about because I would actually love glad. to watch the sequel. <laughs> I would love to watch the sequel to this fucking movie. Oh, oh man, um, yeah, so yeah he steals the spider they talk to each other the next day at school um you know while they're steve finds out about the spider uh also finds out that darren heard all the shit he was talking about with prepsley about one gum become a vampire and how he's evil um yeah the spider gets out uh steve tries to murder it uh darren tries to stop him steve gets bit Spider escapes out the window at school. All this is going on at school. Um yep. in like a crowd in a weird like overcrowded hallway scene that you see only in movies.
1: Yeah. Um, Which I wanna say all of the action scenes in this movie are shot horribly.
0: Oh, they there's really so are. There's so
1: much like, shaky cam I got like vertigo watching this movie. Yeah, there's they There's points. shaky
0: cam and then like there's like that stop start, like action motion thing yeah. they do. So like
1: that like Typically in like action scenes in movie, like cutting around is designed to like cover up inconsistencies and like placement and stuff like that, just to like make the action flow better. Yeah, but but and it, here you can it tell feels like it's just to make you vomit.
0: Yeah, you can tell. There are, there are points in the fights where I'm like, oh, it's starting to get oh fuck, it looks like it's about to start being good, and then it stops because they cut and then they like move somewhere else. It's just, ugh.
1: It's like when you're dead in, like, a like a shooter game and you're just, like, watching through your friend's perspectives waiting to respawn. And you're just, yeah. like, clicking through it at max speed.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh, man. Um. Yeah. Get, uh, you could... get,
1: I'm sorry, in that scene where Steve gets bit, we did get the great line where... Uh, Darren tells him not to kill the spider and Steve, like, angrily shouts, who side, <laughs> who side are, you, are on? you on? I'm like, bro, <laughs> calm down, it's a spider. <laughs> He's evil! The spider is evil! <laughs> calm down, it's just a troll. <laughs> oh, shit. We, we didn't even make it two episodes and we already made a Spongebob. Like, it's like that episode of Spongebob.
0: Um... Yeah, no, so he gets bit. So there's bit. that talent. Yeah he, yeah, he goes, he gets bit. He goes to the hospital. Um, I don't, Darren doesn't go looking for Krepsley. Krepsley comes and finds him in his room, like at his house or whatever.
1: And he's like, okay oh, you fucked up. Nice one, shit lord.
0: Yeah, uh, can I have the antidote? Yes, if you become my assistant. Sure. You know. Okay. Uh, they go, he becomes a vampire. Um, or a half vampire, whatever. Um, they go. They do the scene where he like spits the the goo into Steve. <laughs> that came out yeah. weird. Um. You know. Uh. Then fucking Darren like starts all the alarms. Does the finger cross with the with this thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then we get like, uh. He runs off and then we get darren's little montage of getting uh vampire powers and uh we get that little fucking like 2000s pop punk song plays yeah this is he, where the first one like start. kicks a soccer ball way harder and like scratches a scratches chalkboard a way yeah, chalkboard hard.
0: yeah and then like claws out the fucking like board itself yeah it's strange it's um, not good And then he realizes, oh, I'm not going to be able to hide this after a really creepy scene where Where he uh, just,
1: like, looks longingly at his, like, six-year-old sister's neck. uh, uh, That's the scene that, like, doesn't look good in any version, because it's just, like, a little weird. Uh, But especially in this one, because he's, like, so much older than her in this scene.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that's, that's, that's the point where I made a comment about, like, Dan Schneider. Yeah. Um, well the first time I made a comment about Dan the first writer.
1: time we talked about like <laughs> weird the weird sexualization of like young girls in this movie
0: yeah um but yeah the, uh, because after that he uh prepsley again shows up at his room um
1: and helps him fake his death
0: yeah and helps him about uh, the scene where he helps him fake his fake his death is the best scene in the in this movie um yeah they're it like is talking about way how, better like, than the book.
1: Yeah, it just is. Oh, that. like um, the one scene that gets done better than the book.
0: Basically, they're they they're talking about what like what has to go on and stuff. Um, yeah, he has to like, how, like fake his death uh, in order to like get everyone to stop like thinking he's alive, so he can like run off. Um, yeah. they go out onto like the the roof outside the window, and they like they're just talking. He, uh, Krepsley gives Darren a little vial of, like, stuff that's supposed to make him, like, act like he's dead. Yeah. Like, his body goes numb and stuff. Um, and then they just start having a conversation while it's working. And at some point, he points to this guy and he's like, hey, is that the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper? I can never tell. And when and Darren, Darren looks, Krepsley looks- Creple- grabs him by his head and snaps his neck, and it is the funniest shit I've seen in my life.
1: I do want an edit where it just, like, that's where the credits roll. Because, <laughs> like, in the book, he he says that, like, he's like, there's not a 100% chance this will work, but it's, like, the best bet. And then, like, he does it, and I just want a, I want a version where just credits roll there. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah.
1: Oh, man. It was so
0: good. Oh, wow. I laughed so hard at that.
1: Yeah. So then we get the funeral, and Steve puts Darren's phone in his hands.
0: Which, by the way, you know, he so Steve puts Darren's phone in his hands, which is, like, a weird thing to start with. But it's even more weird when you realize, like, two seconds later, he looks at his fingers, like, the tips of his fingers, realizes, oh, this, he was turned into a vampire, and he's probably faking his death. Um, yeah. And then, like, start shaking him to try to, like, get him to wake up or whatever. He put his phone in his hands before he realized that Darren was alive. Yeah. So why would you give him a
1: fucking phone? Right? Like, Like, I don't... That's, like, that's, like, like, as
0: if that's, like, some pivotal shit to, like, his personhood.
1: Yeah. First question, why did he have the phone? Second question, why are you putting his phone in his hands when he's dead?
0: Like it, it, like this ain't the you aren't Third a boomer question. in Why the year 2014. Why did play fucking
1: Flappy Bird at his own funeral? <laughs> yeah, like, With you, the you sound are... on.
0: <laughs> Steve, you aren't a boomer in like the year 2014. You don't believe that like a person's cornerstone of like personhood is their phone. Come on, Steve.
1: <laughs> it's just such a thing that's like there because it needs to pay off that introduction specifically because they're like oh we gotta like justify the dead kid having a phone with him because yeah by the way they don't bury you with your fucking cell phone
0: can we can we point out can i point out something real quick yes so when when a human being dies and they're like they have their funeral they do take their cell phone with them
1: the egyptians were right
0: (laughs) no (laughs) 99 times out of 100 there are very rare circumstances where this doesn't happen but He would have been embalmed. He should have been embalmed. Like, embalming fluid all through his fucking body and his veins and shit. That motherfucker should be yellow. He shouldn't be able to move. He should feel crusty as fuck afterwards. He should probably be dead even though he's a vampire. Why Mm -hmm. isn't he embalmed? I don't know. Book? Book. That's why. Book. (laughs)
1: Look, you can't tell me you've let like... Less serious shit slide in, like, Harry Potter.
0: You're right, but still, it was the first thing that came to my mind. It was like, fuck, that would really suck if that dude were embalmed. Like, I yeah, can't even imagine hurt. what life would be like. That would hurt. <laughs> um, yeah, so, he does the- he, they do the funeral thing, Krepsley digs him up. Um.
1: Then we do the- f- then we do the cemetery scene, and it's completely different. Yeah, so, the cemetery scene in the in the book um, is the, it's the end of the first book where like Steve shows up and swears his revenge on Darren for stealing like his hopes and dreams. Yeah. In the movie, Murloc shows up. Yeah. Murloc, um, for those of you that don't know, is the main antagonist of the third book and our introduction <laughs> into the Vampanese. Yeah. Um, the, Vampanese the Vampanese are vampire supremacists. Yeah, they're are, they're
0: they're the people who they're the vampires who like murder people when they feed on them. Um yeah. which, by the way, aren't introduced literally at all, at all, at all, in the first book. By this point yeah. in the book, they are not introduced. By the way, we are like thirty four to forty minutes into this book into this movie, by this yeah. point. And, and we're, we're already done with, done with the, the f- first
1: book. Yes. And then we jump straight to the main plot of like the third book?
0: Um, Steve isn't a vampire or a Vampanese or, or even a vampire hunter wannabe yet. Um, yeah, by the way, that's a never dick. a motivation. Yeah, he never wants to be a vampire hunter in the movie as far as I'm aware. Like, he just doesn't. That's not a thing he ever wants to try. Yeah. Um,
1: he just gets kind of mad at the world after Steve dies.
0: Yeah. Or Darren. Um, yeah, Darren.
1: And uh, but yeah, I do want to say I do hate that. Uh, so the Vampanese... For those of you that haven't read the books are basically vampire supremacists they uh, they believe that vampires should rule the earth and uh, whenever they drink the blood of a human they drink it all every time and so as a result their their skin is purple uh,
0: dude, by the way again vampire the masquerade like it, this is the, the corollaries between like the Vampanese and uh, and the, the the shit what are they called? I can't remember. Um, the, the bad vampires from the Vampire of the Masquerade. These plot lines are so fucking, like, similar. It's weird.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, he shows up and, like, the whole thing, the whole thing with Murloc in book three is that he, uh, he kidnaps Evra while they're, like, on vacation. And the book is basically, like, a murder mystery trying to, like, find Evra and, like, stop Murloc. And, uh, instead he's just a thug in this movie.
0: Yeah, he's, like, some With Victorian, like, a, like, gang member. Yeah. Like, he was a part of the fucking, like, this, like, the fucking, uh, like the what fucking they called? Like,
1: the fucking background characters.
0: Not even Lay like, what, what's, the, peak, the Peaky Blinders or whatever the fuck? Like, he's some British goddamn popper gangster or some shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh. It's weird. So, yeah, that happens, and we get, like, a goofy fight scene between Krepsley and Murloc. The first which of is, the bad fight scenes. Yeah, which I'll get into more why that kind of sucked later. Yeah, like, uh, it
0: was almost good. Almost good fight scenes, but bad.
1: Yeah, that one I feel like was just mostly ruined by shaky cam and shit.
0: Yeah, because lo- there were points where it looked like it could be cool if they just didn't edit it the way they did.
1: Yeah. So then, uh... Uh, Crepsley and Steve get away they go to the circus again and uh, we meet a monkey girl
0: <laughs> monkey the girl. Monkey, girl monkey girl
1: I hate with a passion <laughs> because she replaces the best part of book two and like the main love interest but wait so, who's the main love interest in the book First I don't remember her name it's some kid that he meets in like book three and, uh, okay. Is she, like, a freak, or? No, she's just a normal girl. Okay. Yeah. It's it's cute, and it's, like, fun. But, uh, there's, like, a, it's, like, a fun, like, when he meets her for the first time. It's very fun, because, like, he has to, like, expl like, hide the vampire bits, and, but, like, it's hard because they've got a snake boy with them, and a guy who very much does sleep all day long and only comes out at night, and so, like, It's almost like the sitcom, like, episode where it's, like, not, yeah, it's like a sitcom episode where it's, like. Yeah, where he's trying to hide his weird kooky family. Yeah. It's basically that, and it's a lot of fun for, like, that part of the book before you remember, like, the murder mystery stuff happening. (laughs) Uh, anyways, she also replaces the little boy in book two, which is, like, the big character growth thing in book two, where, uh. Darren is not wanting to drink human blood because he feels that's the last bit of being human he has left.
0: Which, by the way, is uh, the, the whole drinking blood, like, human drinking blood thing, is the, is, like, w- one of the final conflicts of the movie.
1: Yeah. And during,
0: um, during the events of, like, in the movie, what, in what would have been in the book, the, like, final conflict
1: of the, of book 12 or yeah. whatever. And so, without, like, having to explain the entire plot of book two, uh, the reason that drinking this the child's blood is significant in the end of book two is because Darren doesn't want to drink a human's blood, but this kid is going to die anyways, and, like, there's, like, a weird spiritualism thing where he sort of lives on in Darren if he drinks enough of his blood, because that's how vampire blood drinking works, and he needs to or else he is also going to die and because it's just of this like wolf man or whatever. Yeah. The wolf man like broke out of his cage and is like chasing them. And the kids bleeding out and so like Darren has to drink his blood or else the worst scenario happens. And it's just like a really sad moment of like like it's the last nail in the coffin of like his old life is gone now he's just a vampire now. And uh, in this book, it's just like, he takes a break from the fight he's in. And this girl's like, hey, you need my blood to win this fight, right? Here you go, unshouldered shirt, and you can see her, like, floral yellow bra strap.
0: Again, another Dan Schneider. Oh, this
1: is weird. By the way, just before that, she's, like, tied up in, like... She's, like, tied up in in such a way that it looks like Twitter art. Yeah, like that's all I'm Spanish gonna say. Art.
0: It's, uh, ah!
1: Which, like, I get is just, like, a person being tied up, but something about it, something about this child, I don't know. I don't know how
0: old those characters, like, how the old the actors playing those characters were. Couldn't I couldn't have been that old.
1: But, yeah, uh, that sort of thing happens a lot, though, where just, like, they take, like, a plot point, from one of the books that they're wedging in here and then just kind of like skip over the reasons it's important for the narrative overall. Yeah. Like, uh, book three has Murloc and, uh, there's the fight scene in the theater. By the way, uh, this movie ends on, uh, basically the final vampire confrontation in the series where, uh, Darren goes to fight Steve in the circus in the theater again. (laughs) Which, uh, Doesn't carry any of the weight. So, this is big spoilers for the last book. Uh, in the books, this takes place about ten years after book one. Uh, the characters are significantly older. Uh, like, Darren's sister has, like, kids now and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, I know words. God, I'm just, like, trying to think (laughs) of a way to put this. Uh... Evra is married to a girl who can throw her ears like boomerangs and uh, they have kids. Sick. Yeah, it's sick as fuck. Anyways, uh, a lot of stuff has happened with like car molds and Curtis Malt and shit like that which we'll talk about. Car cat. <laughs> uh, anyways, the f- big final confrontation. Uh, Steve is the Lord of the Vampanese who, by the way, only gets revealed in like the last quarter of the books and is like a much grander villain than a thug who just doesn't like Darren. Uh anyways, he kidnaps one of Evers' kids, takes him to the theater and uh, in exchange for uh a hostage that Darren and the circus members took. So they go to the the theater and then uh Steve kills the child. And he encourages Darren to do the same, to just, like, get angry and, like, do it. But then he's like, oh, but you don't know who that is. And then he reveals that Steve married Darren's sister, and that's their kid. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And so, like, it's this tense moment where he's like, do I kill my sister's kid to get back at this dude? (laughs) Which like I realize I'm explaining it very poorly, but it's very it's very tense after twelve books of build up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh and then like fights happen and they both die and then time travel timeline bullshit happens. Time travel.
0: Vampire time travel.
1: Yeah, vampire time travel. Sounds like some Warhammer shit, anyways. Uh,
0: yeah, um <laughs> yeah, uh, where were we
1: at in the movie again? Uh that's, like, the end of the movie, because, like, the movie just kind of, like, meanders for a long time with just, like, setting up the awkward romance between, uh, Darren and the monkey girl, whose name yeah. I don't even remember. It's Rebecca, isn't it? I don't remember. Yeah,
0: there, there's, like, a, there, there's some fighting
1: within the circus. There's, uh, um, shit. Mr. Tiny makes, uh, Steve a Vampanese, which is, uh. very fast yeah to put it lightly cause like so the thing is in the books the the lord of the vampanese is an unnamed mastermind that we don't find out about till like book five and we don't meet until book ten and like the fact that it's steve is like huge because he like steve disappears after the first book until he comes back in like book 10 like book nine or 10 oh
0: Jesus okay
1: yeah and uh he like is like a very big like threat like he masterminds krepsley's death and like which spoilers alert, krepsley dies in an ambush like when you said is this like the game of Thrones uh there is a scene where like the good guys just get ambushed and krepsley just gets got <laughs> Sounds dope. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, you never see RV. Oh, God. RV is a cool character. What? RV? RV is the the hippie villain of part two who lets out the wolfman and then later comes oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah. as a vampanese with giant hooks for hands.
0: Yeah, you explained this to me a little bit. Yeah. The guy that wanted to, like, break out the, the, the wolfman and he's the reason why uh the wolf man kills almost kills the little boy and is about to kill darren yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, um there's not i can't really think much more to talk about about the movie other than
1: wow that shit was bad it's not good it's very so much of i don't remember i don't want to say i don't remember most of it because we just watched it before we started recording but like no, I I can't remember most of it. Yeah, I feel like when I when wake up, I feel like when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'm gonna remember maybe three things from this movie. It's just yeah, so like gonna, bland.
0: I'm gonna remember exactly what I remembered before, um, which is like whenever someone tells me something that like about them, like triggers like, like, loosely, like your yeah. fight or flight. Yeah, I will loosely remember something about it, or the next time I see John C. Riley, I'll remember him with red curly hair yeah
1: but yeah like uh by the way
0: hold on the red curly hair is almost identical to john
1: c Riley's tim and eric character i think that's just his hair honestly is it because like that's how he looks in most of the movies he's in i'm pretty sure he's just got curly hair like that are you just google image searching john c Riley now
0: i'm about to look up the Him and Tim and Eric, and then John C. Riley by
1: himself. Continue, anyway. Uh, This movie commits what I think is the ultimate sin of a movie that tries to sequel bait like this movie does. And that's that it ties up all the loose ends. Like, it does that thing where it's like, doesn't leave any threads for a sequel to pick up on or continue, but still baits a sequel. So it's like, eh... You've got something yeah. to look forward to, but you can't be like, oh, they left us hanging if we don't get the sequel, and they didn't get the sequel.
0: Yeah, and like, everyone, all the bad guys were dead, Tiny just kind of like fucks off with, with Steve. Um, yeah. Like, kind of like,
1: oh, we gotta fight in the future, uh, cool. Yeah, it's like, oh boy, we've got a villain established, and then walk off into the night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, John C. Riley has, like, brown curly hair. Um, his Tim and Eric character does have red curly hair. Um, oh, okay. It's a little poofier than than uh, the one from Vampire's Assistant, but... still close.
1: I see. Uh, Steve Root. I'm trying to think of, like, anything else I can say about this fucking movie. That isn't just, like, 10-year-old me hated it, 20-year-old me still hates it. Ten-year-old me loved these books. Ten-year-old me isn't around anymore. But 20-year-old me can still hate this movie with just as much passion as 10-year-old <laughs> me did.
0: Yeah, there's not really much more to talk about, is there? I mean,
1: like... They just, like...
0: like you haven't qu- read
1: all the books, so, like...
0: I understand. Less I can't of not like,
1: get it as much. It's less stuff is ruined for you.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. It's like, it, again, this is this is your avatar yeah <laughs> as, as as to like avatar was my circ to freak where like i understood why avatar the last bander airbender in its the movie in its whole context was just horrible because i'd watched the entire avatar show series and you know vice versa here yeah it's
1: just,
0: i get it i understand i feel it and that is why we did this i'm so glad you got to experience the the pure rage
1: <laughs> one of these days we'll do a fun a fun adaptation that's good
0: next time we're going to do a fun adaptation we've god. got we've we'll got We'll figure to... out what the fuck that is next time but yeah. i think in, is there anything else you want to talk about
1: harcat molds oh my god oh okay. yeah talk about so, yeah we so so the about that little people all right so harcat molds was my favorite character in the books when i read them as a 10 year old uh in it He's, uh, he's one of the little people, which are in the books described as, like, someone who's, uh... It, I'm trying to remember what, like, the correct word to say is, if it's, like, little people or midgets. Because uh, little people feels infinitely more demeaning as someone who's not one. It just feels worse to say. But, uh, um...
0: We'll, so we'll stick with little people just because I think it's a little more politically correct, but know that, like, we mean no offense by anything we say. Yeah, this is... We understand that, yeah.
1: People with dwarfism. Uh, yes. Like, around that size, and just, like, packed with beef. And, uh, in the books, uh, one of them, Harkat Moulds becomes, like, a pretty big character for reasons the book skips those two and a half books of content. Uh... Where, uh, Harkat gets involved, uh, f- comes with them to meet, like, the Vampire Council because Mr. Tiny wants to keep an eye on them. And then, uh, God, I can't even explain why this character is so important because the, the movie skips all the cool vampire shit. Yeah.
0: So, for the, the Harkat, Harcat I'm I'm gonna take your word on it that he's just, like, a fantastic character. Yeah. Um mold in the is, movie is in four scenes he he, the, he does shows not up
1: speak he is like two feet tall yeah. and he's just kind of gross
0: um oh no he's in five scenes he shows up at the first circus performance and he bites Steve's hand um yes. he shows up again after um Darren's become a half vampire and show, and is at the, the uh the circus um and he's like leading Steve around and like there's a joke where he like tries to bite um, Darren's hand or whatever. Yeah, where um, he tries to
1: hold his hand, and then Darren's like, "No, no, no! You're not biting me."
0: There's a third searing uh, scene during one of the montages that happens at the circus, where um, he's like an outcast amongst the other like you know little people, um, and uh, there there's like a fourth scene where where um, uh, Mister Tiny comes to the circus, and. He has to like uh, and Mr. Tiny tells all the like the little people to uh to spy on Darren and his friends and stuff. Um, yeah, and then there's much. the final scene despite the fact that there is no relationship buildup between these two characters, Darren or uh, Harkat molds at all that suggests they would be friends. There's the final scene where the circus of people who all like literally 10 to 20 minutes before were like, oh, he's a shithead, you know, he's a bad guy oh. He, um, Darren is the reason why, uh, we got into all that fight and the wolf man got hurt yada, yada, yada. Um, just despite the fact that that was happening 20 minutes just... prior, yeah, despite the fact that that happened 20 minutes prior, all of them, including Harkat Molds, who has no relationship with Darren, uh, as, aside from he tried to bite him once, um, they all vote to let Darren join the circus, despite yeah. the fact that they have like, just not liked him.
1: Yeah. Uh, God, I just remembered. So, first of all, the pacing of this movie is very fast, both in, like, the way the film goes, and also canonically, like, this movie takes place over the course of, like, maybe, like, three days. Yeah, no, it's it's more than three days. We'll give it, like, two weeks.
0: It happens not like even, not like even.
1: Two, two weeks, weeks is too generous. This is, like, a week at most. A week, yeah, okay. In the book, book one, which is about the first... 30 minutes of the movie takes place over like two months worth of time because it's like day long periods of events happening
0: yeah no in in the book the the series leading up to the like the circus performance is like a month or so yeah um whereas in in the uh the the movie it's like a day it happens in a day
1: yeah yeah uh, Darren
0: Darren goes from like learning. Well, oh no, uh, yeah, the, up to the circus performance. It happens in like a day. He they go from learning about it to immediately going there. Um, and then they go from like they're at the circus. He steals the spider. Um, to the very next day, Dar- uh, Steve gets bit. Whereas like that takes place over the course of a couple weeks, where like Steve stole the spider, starts like, training Darren with stole it, starts spider, lit. trains it,
1: and then Steve gets bit after like. Weeks of like Steve or Darren learning how to perform with it, yeah. And it's just like, it's a rush.
0: <laughs> it's a lot. It is a lot. But no, the, it, it had the same Avatar syndrome where like the whole fucking like
1: you're jamming too much time into a uh, movie. such a
0: small pace, space. Like where where half of Avatar was like the last three episodes or like the last three or two episodes of a TV show and all of the rest of it was like, you know, 17 fucking episodes of a TV show.
1: Yeah. I think when like, I think we brought it up in that episode, but like that movie covers like nine of the 20 episodes. And then like this covers like the inverse (sighs) where this covers like three books worth of content somehow. But like, yeah. also manages to not cover that content.
0: No, it, it it covers like less than a book's worth of content from six separate books.
1: Yeah. Which is uh, wild. Oh, the, the thing that I meant to bring up because it bugged me a lot during the movie was the fights. Not just like the cinematography or the choreography, but like... The in-universe nature of the fight. So, in the third book, we don't see, like, an actual, like, fight until, like, between vampires until, like, the third book at the end when they find Murloc in, like, the sewers and it's, like, Crepsley with a knife versus Murloc who is, like, twice his size and, like, six times as thick. Yeah. And uh, that fight lasts one hit. elaborate it it is like you know those scenes in like samurai movies where like they're standing there and then the one guy just like runs by with like a sword out at the other end and then the other dude just like falls over yeah it's like that and most of the fights in this series are like that where it's just like because vampires are like insanely powerful and like you you don't exactly get if i were to like gamify it you gain a lot of attack stats as a vampire, but like your resistances not, yeah. do not match the vampire damage. So vampires can still kill Glass each cannons. other very easily.
0: Last cannon, yeah. Yeah,
1: and so most of the fights in this series are like decided by like one or two blows, and like there's not a lot of fights either at least a, a lot of, a
0: lot of the movie fighting is like dodging. It's like people striking and the other it's, person it's, dodging.
1: It's like uncharted like brawling.
0: Yeah. It's strange.
1: But yeah, and it's like the fights don't have the impact that like the books did because that one scene where it's just like like in the manga it's literally just like two panels. Yeah, it's it's like,
0: like it's it's like it's like wanting to play a uh, a fucking samurai game and then playing Soul Calibur as whatever the fucking dude with the yeah. katana is.
1: Swing, 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 swing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, we didn't talk about the manga a lot, but that's because it's just kind of like the books again. But it's very good. I would say honestly, like if there's a best way to consume this story. And, like, if the books don't serve as well as 10-year-old me remembers, the manga, the manga. is probably the best way to do it. I can Just imagine. Just because, like, it looks nice. Like, the style's a little weird because it's an it's old. But, and, like, not trying to rib on the artist, but the artist isn't exactly, like, world-renowned. But, like, it's, yeah, it,
0: it it's looks, pretty good it looks, looking at
1: a lot of places.
0: It looks like a more simplified version of, like, the My Hero Academia manga. Yeah. Straight up, like, the art style is very similar. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, like,
1: it's it's pretty good looking, and, like, I like a lot of the character designs in it. I would say that, like, it's a little anime, because j- just the character design, but, like, it yeah, fits... that's
0: because it's a fucking manga. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, like, it, it fits most of the story. I would say that that's probably the best way to consume the Cirque de Freak series, in my opinion.
0: Rad 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 rad. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything Uh, else you want to bring up?
1: No, I think that movie has sufficiently drained me. I have sufficiently, (sighs) I have vomited my pure, putrefied hatred for this movie, and it is now eternal on the (laughs) internet.
0: (laughs) So, uh, we know we know which medium. You like medium you you prefer? You'd say manga over the book over the movie. Yes. Um. But if you had to rate the book, and then you had to rate the movie, what would you rate them? Ten stars. Uh,
1: ten stars or like five stars? Yeah. Like, all right. So out of ten, I'd say this first book. I'd give it like a six, because like it's good in especially in the back half but like it takes a long time to get the ball rolling yeah but like it's never bad just kind of like a little like dragged out and then uh i give the movie like a 4 a 3
0: really a 4 wow. i take it back 4 hard I'm, 4 i'm i'm genuinely surprised by that cuz my my rating uh, for the books i I'd, I'd give it like i'd give it a good like seven and then i even i like the movie and i was gonna give it like a three
1: (laughs) my thing is like there's a couple moments in the movie where there's just like five second gags that i like like uh, there's that scene where murloc and kreftsley are just like walking at each other throwing the same knife back over and over
0: which is yeah which is pretty good there's just like
1: a lot of cute scenes like that that like i chuckled at
0: dear it yeah no that's what i'm saying like i I I enjoyed the the Vampire's Assistant. I thought it was it's it's kind of like a relic of its time, and it's fun to watch. You can say bad.
1: It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, but it was fun to watch.
0: But and like the the just sheer poor quality of it dropped it to like a three, which I'm surprised is lower than what you rated it because you hate this movie.
1: I do hate it, but there's just like there's worse stuff out there
0: yeah wait till we talk about
1: death note oh, oh, oh boy oh, oh man
0: dude if, when we do death note you realize i have to like watch the anime and the movie right because i yes. have not seen either
1: oh god let's do it let's do it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah uh. um so yeah you get uh, you got the the book of six uh you said and then the movie of four i got the movie of three and the book of seven yeah, and um, the manga
1: I'd give like a seven or an eight just because it's like it's good looking.
0: Yeah, like, and I'll leave that I'll leave that judgment to you because I haven't. Of the art style wise, I like it. I think it yeah. looks dope.
1: The this um, art this I I don't remember the word for like the author of a manga, but this person is very good at drawing. Like, well, there's like a one specifically for manga because it's like oh. author slash illustrator. But uh, the person that did the manga is very talented when it comes to drawing like the more monstrous stuff like the freaky like close-up face it's pretty cool you should definitely give it a read at some point i will and uh yeah this has been adaptations anonymous the podcast where we apparently ruin seth's (laughs) favorite book series (laughs) with a bad movie uh you can find us on Twitter at Adapt and Pod.
0: Uh, that's like A D A P T A N O N P O D.
1: Yeah, Jesus, hold on. God, is, that, <laughs> is that what it is? We should probably like, skim that down. Yeah, it's AdaptAnonPod. Uh, yeah, adapt and in pod. Uh Twitter at say,
0: I took a break at the CVS pharmacy. Put on my Sunday clothes like in Barnaby. Big ups, I'm out. I'm an unholy trinity of bit-bitted dabs and caffeinated sandwich meat. I'll concede that I might have cost a bit of this, but as the minute is, I don't know what I want or what I'm messing up. So turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. Let's make art and get fucked. And,
1: uh, yeah, I think that's everything. We'll see you guys next time. Hopefully, with like a less shit thing to review. <laughs>
0: true
1: oh god
0: <laughs> by the way uh black lives matter uh, uh oh, yeah. give money to your bell fund fuck the uh, cops a cap uh, one, three, one, two. through one defund two yeah. the police
1: get them out of here get them out of here